Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first inaugural Awaken the Mind podcast, hosted by yours truly, Amanda Frick. We will be discussing throughout this beautiful journey all things esoteric. We're talking angels, we're talking intuition, we're talking meditation, we're talking spiritual enlightenment and spiritual empowerment, which are two very different things. And I'm really excited to be out here on this platform to give you guys a taste of what it is like living inside the mind of a psychically in-tuned brain. And it's definitely going to get a little crazy. It's going to get a little weird or maybe a lot weird and hopefully a lot funny. Uh, Looking back at a lot of my experiences, I now see the humor in all of them. And everything um, that I will be sharing with you definitely has had a point and a, a learning curve that I just really can't wait to bring to everyone interested in hearing and learning about what it is like to handle intuition and empathy. I feel there are a lot of people out there that just wander around lost, wondering why they feel things the way that they do and how to handle them. I know that when I was a teenager and I was in the throes of of seeing and hearing and feeling things that no one else could explain, but that had roots in what I at the time called the real world, our beautiful physical 3D world, I didn't have anyone to um, share experiences with. I didn't have anyone and I didn't find anyone that could tell me, hey, this is what it is and this is what it looks like and this is what it feels like. So my goal is to be able to uh, reach out to you and and share these experiences and how I managed them and overcame certain obstacles and challenges to to step into the person that I am today where I'm much more in control of my mind and much more empowered in the way that I move through life with this beautiful, super intuitive brain. Um, a little bit about me and where I come from. In order to understand this big shift in my brain, you have to understand a little bit of where I came from, which I grew up out west in Montana, and my parents were survivalist mindset, so I was very isolated from a lot of people. I was homeschooled all the way up until ninth grade. I had very few friends, and I we worked as a family very hard to survive, to make ends meet. So as a child, I always associated with what I had as my God voice that I would talk to and feel inside my head. I was not raised a religious person. I did have certain religious experiences and uh, my siblings did teach me, uh, older siblings did teach me Sunday school for many years. Which, you know, it was neither here nor there to me as a child because the importance of religion was not stressed in the home as I was growing up. So I kind of refer to myself as having grown up without really a religious um, oppression or even preference, which as an adult, I feel really helped me now to help explore those experiences and those options and see 
and feel life um, without certain predetermined <laughs> patterns already in my head. And so growing up in that way, I didn't really realize anything was different about me or the way that I thought or the way that I acted or the way that I went through life. The turning point for that came when I was a teenager and we had moved from Montana over to Michigan, which is currently the state that I reside in. And I was 15 at the time and I started uh, public school for the first time. And it was a really challenging culture shock environment experience for me. I was around other teenagers. I was around children and I, I was in a public school for the first time, which I thought I had wanted my whole life, but it did not take very long for me to realize that all I was hearing was static. I, my head was filled with pictures and sounds that I kept trying to write off as my imagination. And there were days where early on in school, only a few months into it, where I would just feel overwhelmed every single day just by walking into the building because I was surrounded by people. And people make a lot of noise even when they're not talking. And I could not understand what was going on. So as the months progressed in that first year, um, school started in mid-September that year and didn't get out until uh, the first week of June the following year. So I was in school for several months. But around January, February timeframe, uh, my birthday's in March, and it was definitely before my birthday, I started to become aware that um, I was having thoughts that clearly were not mine. I was having whole conversations with myself about someone else. And it was really terrifying for me because I was in this space of, I must be going crazy. Why am I having all these thoughts? What is the point of them? And I really just couldn't figure it out. And I had not made very many friends at school at that point. Um, everybody thought it was really cool that I was the foreigner from Montana and had a funny accent. And so that drew a little bit of attention, but it didn't actually like, you know, I didn't know how to make friends. So as time went on throughout that year, very first year in school, I came to the realization that I wasn't just talking to myself, that I wasn't having these ideas and that I was getting information about people that I didn't know. I didn't know these people. I didn't know their life. I didn't know where they came from. But I started to become aware that there were these balls of energy hanging on people everywhere all the time that I could perceive in my mind. And when I could perceive them, I they also came with a feeling, like they had a certain feeling, they had a certain sound or harmony, and sometimes even voice where they would talk at me and I could feel it being projected from this ball of energy that was just hanging out on people. And so I came to the conclusion that it wasn't just me and that I was somehow having interactions with things that other people were unaware of. Now I'm going to save the big overarching story of how I came to realize the truth of that and and the the depth that it started to go as I have many stories and many experiences. But that first year, I actually had a conversation with someone and 
through that conversation, they were able to validate a lot of my crazy analytics. They were able to confirm that I was indeed talking to someone who was no longer in the body, who had passed away. And I got all of these little details about this person, right? Even who they were related to. And I had never met this person's family or anything. And coming through that experience as a teenager, I will be forever grateful for that person, for that validation, because um, she didn't have to. She didn't have to validate me and my experiences as this crazy teenager who was talking all of this crazy nonsense. Now, needless to say, when you have an experience like that and you're going through life, I could not get out of my head as far as I'm going insane and I don't know what to do about it. And there was nobody that could really help me. And I had then sought out people that could either relate to my experience or tell me something that was um, something other than, oh, that's not real. Anything other than, oh, that's not real. And it created a lot of deep depressions during that first year on top of the culture shock, then I had to find out that I wasn't like everyone else. And that was very hard on me, um, as I imagine it would be for any any teenager who's in this crisis of who am I and where am I and what is this new place and who are these new people? And then to have to sit there and be like, why do I feel this person's emotion? Why am I seeing that person's thought? Like, what are all these ripples coming off from people and I started to have a little bit of a psych what I would call now looking back on it a little bit of a psychotic break and I went home one day towards the end of that school year and I spoke to my mother and I said look there's all this stuff it's been going on for months it's why I'm failing classes I was getting D's in a lot of classes because I just couldn't focus on the work. I couldn't focus on what I was doing. I was always hearing and seeing other people and other things and becoming overwhelmed all the time. So I finally, I was failing classes and I went and I spoke to my mother and I said, I'm having all of these experiences and I don't know what to do about them. And they're very challenging. And it's part of the reason that I'm having a hard time in school. And I will never forget that that moment because it was very much a a make it or break it moment for me and my now 16 year old mind she said oh don't worry we can all do that in in our family but you just have to put it on a shelf and ignore it and pretend it's not there and I remember feeling absolute rage in that moment I could not believe that something that was being so emotionally and mentally destructive for me was something that my family members also experienced and no one ever spoke about. And I remember telling her in shock at first with my wonderful teenage rage, I said, you mean to tell me that you and my grandmother and my sisters, my older sisters, have all gone through something like this and nobody decided to tell me about it. 
that, hey, maybe I would have it. And hey, maybe it'll be challenging, but here's how to get through it. I said, nobody told me. I said, because it's crippling my life right now. Like it's emotionally crippling my progress and my ability to make friends and my ability to fit in and my ability to do my schoolwork. And it was affecting every aspect of my life. And she said, well, no, because every time it came up, we all just dealt with it and put it on a shelf. She goes, no good can come of that. Just put it away. And I said, I don't know how to put it away. I can't just put it away or turn it off. I've been trying for months and it doesn't go away. And she said, you'll learn how to do it. And that was the end of that conversation. And that was a wall moment for me where I reached out for help from family and and I hit a wall <laughs> and I was just so baffled um, that my mother had experiences like what I was having and that she didn't share them or tell me or have anything to say on the matter. And moving forward from that point, I, as I had many times in the past, I realized growing up, I decided that if I was going to have this ability, that I was going to choose to believe that I had it for a purpose. So instead of trying to turn it off or trying to put it on the shelf, I said, no, I am just going to embrace it as much as I can and see where it takes me. Now, I was 16 in a new state, in a public school surrounded by people for the first time in my entire life. And then I had this brain that could then see into people's lives and see their sickness and see their relatives and see their abuse. And to say that it was a culture shock, I think is putting it really mildly at that point as it was just challenging. It was just challenging. And so from that day, it was towards the end of the school year. So I think we only had a couple of months left of school. And so when I went to school from that day forward, I decided that I was just going to be that crazy person. And so then here I was already an outsider from a new state in a new school. Now I had, I felt as though I had to carry around the label of the crazy person or the outsider and try to embrace that as much as I could. And I started um, allowing people to just ask random questions of me because once word got out in school that I could see dead people, I was known as the sixth sense girl who could see dead people. And it became a thing. So as I was going through that experience, if somebody would come up to me and try to make fun of me or ask me stupid questions, I would answer them as though they were not asking me facetiously. And let me tell you, it started cutting down on the people that wanted to make fun of me. <laughs> um, because probably seven out of 10 times I was right. And I scared a lot of people away. I scared a lot of people away. I had been called a lot of names and I just embraced it the best that I could. So I moved forward from that point on to what else can I do with this? I had a lot of people make suggestions about 
working for the police force and working um, in the missing persons department and things like that. And I thought, oh, that's, that's just what I need to go watch the video in my head of that form of abuse on top of everything else I was dealing with as a teenager. That was not where I was emotionally ready to go. And I managed to get through that year and start the next year in a much better place and really kind of own my own brand of weird. And I definitely have some stories in there that were poignant that I learned from that I will share with you in future episodes. Uh, But that was really the main background experience that I wanted to share with you guys that I have this ability to do some really interesting and uncanny things. And I try to use it for the betterment of people and the world. And I have had it my entire life. And the more that I use it and the more that I develop it, the more that I want to reach out and help others who I'm finding are that person that does not have help or support that feels like they are um, crazy or that they need to be on lots of medication and therapy. And it could just be as simple as, no, you really are feeling and sensing the emotions of the people in the room with you. And here's what you can do about it. So, yep, that that has been the basis for um, all of my transformation and work up through this point in my life. And I hope that you enjoyed my story. I'm sure that I will revise it and share it more as time goes on. And in our next episode, I will share a little bit about what it was like inside my head during the time of the validation that I received. I will share with you that experience and that story. And I will share with you the following years after high school and where that led to me being where I am. I hope that you enjoyed this. Um, If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to leave them for me or questions. I like to keep things on a positive, upbeat note, so please don't spam me. (laughs) But I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you that are listening to this today. And I hope that you have a fantastic day, and I will talk to you soon.